Man, I tell you what, there's such an excitement of what God is doing at LifeSpring. I don't know if you feel it, but even, I even heard the, pan- I watched Pancakes and Praise online. I was in the fireworks stand. But I watched her Pancakes and Praise online. I watched all the things that God is doing. There's just such excitement of what God is doing. And even with our last series, This is Church, I, I've even felt that the, what God is preparing us to be the church body inside, how do we function together? And I can just even see the fruit from what God has been teaching us in that series for the past months. But this new series we're starting over this next month is called Go Outside. Go Outside. We're talking about uh, being, this is church, now we're talking about going outside. So let's pray and let's jump into it. Well, Jesus, I just, I just, we just need you. Lord, I need you. I need you to speak through me, Lord. I, I just need your spirit. Lord, we need, we need your spirit. Lord, would you speak through me? Lord, would you speak to us today? Let us get our eyes off ourselves and focus on what you want to speak to us. Lord, we're open. We're open. Lord, would you even just change us? We don't want to walk, we don't want to be, walk out here the same. We want to walk out changed. We want to walk out on fire for you. So Jesus, would your spirit just be in this room right now? Would you speak through me? Would you open our ears? In Jesus' powerful name, amen. Amen. All right, so go outside is a series. Now, I have, it's probably, I'm not talking about going outside. I've actually been outside a lot this past week. Um, I went camping for a couple days. Uh, and man, can I tell you, it's great, but it's also a lot of hard work and exhausting to go camping. Uh, you have to sleep in a tent uh, outside. Well, you don't have to, but, you know, if you're really camping. No offense to any RV people. <laughs> but if you're like, in a tent, and I, the first night I was by myself, because Ashley didn't show up the first night, and I was laying on the ground, and a sleeping bag that was too small for me, and I was like, this is awful. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I got, I, the next day, I got stung by a bee, and then my hand swelled up, and then the next, and then I got 18 mosquito bites on that trip. I counted, I counted just for this. All my clothes started to smell like smoke, that's like, which is fine, but it's just annoying. And then the next day, I went on a hike with the young adults. And yesterday, I went on a hike with the young adults, and we were like, there was no sign, so we walked way farther than we had to. And it was like we're all like barely making it, dying. We're all like, ugh. <laughs> but it was so. Fu- but the funniest thing about it is, I would totally be like, all right, when are we going next time? Like, let's go again. That's the weird thing about camping is that you just go out or doing things outside. But it's so much work, but it's also so much fun. But in this series, I'm not talking about going outside or Braden's 10 rules for camping, um, although I could feel like I could give you some great tips after what I experienced. Um, but, the, but we're talking about the importance of being a Christian outside these four walls of this church, to be a Christ follower in your communities, in your workplace, outside. And just as I said about actually being outside camping, it, it takes a lot of work. It's not easy, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it in the end. And you're like, wow, that was, it was not easy, but Jesus, come on. Because the outside world is most of your life. It's, it's, that is, it's, most of your, it's difficult, it's challenging, it's filled with people who are different than you, that think differently than you. It's full of hurt, sorrow, just the worst things you can imagine. I'm sure some of you are walking through right now. It's t- terrible things. And yeah, it's totally a lot easier to be a Christian two hours on Sunday morning than the other 166 hours in the week away from the church. So the question is, what does your 166 hours outside the church look like? And hopefully some of it's sleeping, so you can subtract and do, do some of that math. But, but how are you spending them, those hours, being a light to others around you, reaching them for Christ in your workplace, in your family, in your community, in the world around you? How are you spending those hours? Uh, Matthew 28, 18 through 19, we all know this one. It says, Jesus came and told his disciples, 
I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In a church study conducted in 2018, 61% of Christians, and this is people who regularly attended church, have said they haven't shared their faith with anyone in that whole year. 61% of people do not live out the great commission that Christ has given us to share Christ with others. That's over half. And a lot of those people did believe they needed to, (laughs) but they just didn't. They didn't do what God is asking us to do, to be a light to those around us. Because being a Christian isn't about being in a building for two hours on a Sunday. It's a lifestyle that we need to try to walk out at all times through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's when we're at work, we're talking to our families and our community, like I said. it's, It's all around us. Because there's people that are really, really going through it out there. And I'm going to stop and say, I get, like, everyone in here, you're also, some of you are going through it. Like, I can't, I've just read and talked to some of you. I am so sorry, the hurt that is in some of your lives. But for us Christians, this should break our hearts more because these people that are hurting in the world, that are broken, that don't know Jesus, they, don't, they have something that we don't. Or we have something that they don't. We have a hope in Jesus that they don't know about. And so they're walking through the same hurts, the same heartaches that you are, but they don't have anything to cling on to. And the people need Jesus. They need him. And a lot of those people who are in pain and aren't Christians, they look totally different than you, and they act totally different than you, and they might do the craziest things to you. Yet often as Christians, we have an attitude that the people in this world are crazy, or they're just wild, I can't stand, like, they're just crazy. I can't stand them. And we end up complaining about them more than we pursue them. And we see some of them in people's, people, we see some of them in our lives that are ripe for the harvest. It's, they're ripe for the harvest. Matthew 9, 37, 38 says, then, the disciples, then, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his harvest. So are you willing to labor for Christ? It's not easy. It requires a lot of hard work. But I believe the harvest is plentiful. People are looking for hope. Are you willing to play your part in the harvest? And that means getting past the complaining about them and pursuing them and, and pursue relationship with them, love them, walk with them, share Jesus with them. I had a friend when I grew up in uh, Grew up all, all through my like elementary, it was like me at his house, him at my house. Like you know, we've all had that probably friend in our lives where it felt like we were always at each other's houses, and it was always that time. And there was a guy, and he was his family definitely was a Christian. Sorry, mom, if you're watching, but that was where I went over to watch all the shows I probably wasn't supposed to when I was a kid because my mom was like, "That's bad. You shouldn't watch that." Well, I'm sure we all had that friend that we don't like saying. Hopefully, you're not listening, mom. Sorry, <laughs> um, I didn't do that. Uh, but no, so he definitely was a Christian. It was their family was way different than my family. But I loved him and hung out with them. When I, we started getting older, he, he got into this really, he was a really good drummer. And he started getting in this band and he started doing hard drugs. And he started living this life that was so different than mine. As I was going towards Jesus, he was running the complete opposite direction. And for, for a long time, I just stopped. I was like, well, that guy's crazy. I'm not going to talk to him. <laughs> I'm not living life with him anymore. This guy's insane. And the Lord just really convicted me when I was in high school, which I didn't see him for like three years or something, just say like, no, like, why are you judging him? He's different than you, but he might be open. Share what Jesus has done in your life. 
And it was so hard, but I called him, and I went to his house for the first time in three years, and I just walked with him for about an hour to share what Jesus did in my life. And I haven't heard from him since. But I believe that I planted a seed, and I'm hoping that the Lord uses it one day. But people are open now more than ever. That was a long time ago, but people are open now more than ever. Because, I mean, come on, COVID, this past two years, everything, it has wrecked people. It has wrecked some of us. But people without Jesus, I'm sure it's wrecked ten times more. That those people need Jesus. They need a hope. And the only person that's going to share it with them is you and me. That's it. If you're not doing it, then who else is? The church needs to share what Jesus is asking us to share. We just need to faithfully go. So in this message, I'm actually going to spend time focusing on a t- where we're actually, for some, a lot of us, mostly in our weeks, is our workplace. And, and, you know, I've worked different jobs, and the Lord's been teaching me how to share the Lord with those people in my workplace. And I know not everyone in here works, some of you are like, oh, I'm retired, and I don't work anymore. But I, I see workplace, you know, even serving at a church event, at the fireworks stand, uh, where you're doing work. Like, a lot of you are still working, even though you're not working, and you're around people when doing it. That, so we all understand the concept of when you're working. But I don't know about you, but when I'm working, I often, I often put my head down. If I, I, I'm stick to myself. I just focus on the job to do. And I, I can catch myself getting this way even still to this day. And I call it my work mode. <laughs> if you all agree, I call it, where I, I forget about anyone else around me and that people are actually real around me. And I just, okay, I have this task to do, and then I have this one to do. And people will be talking to me, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah. And just, I'll end up being really short with them. Um, and I'll come up as snappy and mean. They'll think I'm mad at them or... Because I'm focusing on my job, um, but, I'm not, but I'm not sharing Jesus through my words and actions. And I, I'm forgetting what my real job is. I'm forgetting my real job is to be a light to people. <laughs> That's also my job. <laughs> that when, even though I'm in my work mode, I'm still working hard to get things done. It's, it's just not the same. So Jesus convicted me, and it's not the fact that I was working hard. Yet, like I said, I forgot my true job, which is to share Christ with those through my words and my actions. So since then, I do catch myself still in that work mode. Yet, I've also been letting Jesus change me and letting the Spirit share, help, help me share with others. Because the first step was me acknowledging that, yeah, I have an issue. And letting the Jesus, convict, let Jesus convict me on that. And so I, I know I did three, three things here. I did three points. But I feel like that Jesus, Jesus gave me three ways throughout my life that he's been slowly working on me in this area, and I wanted to share them with you. The first one, I think, is one of the most important ones that we all should know, but not necessarily do, is be led by the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. And I feel like this is, for most of us, we all know Jesus, we hear that Jesus is with us all the time, uh, that the Holy Spirit wants to help us reach others, but we often don't listen. Um, He's more than just a Sunday morning in our private private, you know, more than just here on a Sunday morning or in our private times in the morning with the Lord. He's with us always. He wants to speak to us always. Even in our, like, and here I want to say that, like, a lot of the times we're open to letting the Lord speak to us in those settings when he wants to speak to us all the time. But sometimes my work mode, my busyness, like, sometimes when I'm walking in Safeway or whatever I'm doing throughout my life, I'm not focused on, all right, Lord, what do you want to speak to me? (laughs) Holy Spirit, because he is. He is. So I want to challenge us to be led by spirit in that way. This all started for me when I was at uh, at risk home, at, at risk teen home. Uh, it's like a group home type thing, um, and I was working there as a treatment coach. And we, there was always four or five guys in this house there, 
these are teenagers. They were all in high school. And these guys are big. <laughs> they were just as tall as me. And they, these kids had it rough. They're foster kids. And most of them were on the next step. They were going to prison. Like that was, they had nowhere else to go. They've tried every foster home they could think of. And this is their last step. They changed their life around. And, and in that job, I just needed Jesus. Because <laughs> it's tense. They yell at you. Things would escalate. They would want to fight you at times. And I would just have to constantly go to work and say, Jesus, Jesus, under my breath, just Jesus. Like, holy, like even, even, even when he would yell at me and everything in me wants to fight back, that he's like, oh, my goodness, this kid just disrespected me. No, no way. But I'm like, Holy Spirit, like, Jesus, under my breath. And I'm like, I don't want to respond like you because these kids have had every, else, every other response in the world. They haven't had Jesus. And, and I just want to, and it, it was cool because God has even given me the opportunity in that group home that I got to share Christ with them. That, and I was just open. I was like, Jesus, like, he just broke my heart. And I, I was just driving in the car with these kids, taking them to, like, doctor's appointments. And when I got one-on-one time with them, I would just say, hey, man, like, what, what do you believe in? What's your faith? And I would just talk to them. And then I'd ask to pray for them. And, and even before I left that job, because the Lord let me out, the Lord told me, I, I want you to write notes for all the kids before you leave. So the last day I took them to the YMCA they were playing. I was in the back of the YMCA, and I was just like, all right, Lord, just what do you want me to say to these kids? And I was writing prophetic words over their lives of what God thinks of them and, um, and all those amazing things. And, yeah, I wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> a strict rule of my job is I can't share my faith. But the Holy Spirit gave me opportunities to still do it, to still do it. And I was just open because I realized that these kids' lives were in the balance. They had no one else. I could be their only positive influence to Jesus in their life. It could just be me. And if I didn't do it, maybe no one else would. And so I was just faithful to say yes. And let me challenge you in this. There's people around you in your workplace that probably you might be the only person to share Jesus with them. You might be in their life because you're the only positive Christian influence in their life. Are you willing to share that with them? And yeah, it could be against the rules. And yeah, and be smart about it. Like, I didn't do it in front of my boss, and I, I'm not saying that. But be open for when the Holy Spirit gives you opportunities. And just be ready. Be ready. For, just be open to listen. Be led by His Spirit. And it's funny, because when you say yes, I hope this is not just me, but when you end up saying, okay, G- Holy Spirit, I want to listen to you today. I want you to tell me what to do. Through your life, through your day, you actually start to, like, see people that you know you're supposed to pray for or see people you're supposed to share something with that, you, that are always in your life. But you just never knew it before because you weren't letting the Holy Spirit speak to you on who to share Jesus with. And that's for all of us, that we'd be open to letting Jesus in our day-to-day, every moment of our day, interrupt us and say, Jesus, who do you want us to share our faith with in our workplace? The next part that the Lord has taught me, the second part, is to overcome fear. Overcome fear. This was a big one for me, um, and it still is. I'm still working on it. Timothy 1.7 says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. I found that the biggest reason I wasn't sharing my faith or talking about it outside of church or besides church people um, was because of fear. Fear of thinking that they would see me crazy, they would not like me anymore, they would challenge me on my faith. Fear of a lot of different things is what stopped me from doing what the Lord asked me to do. But when as Christians, we don't have anything to fear. And it's so funny, and it's easier said than but we have all the gain. Because even if, we, even if I shared Christ with 100 people, and 99 of them thought I was crazy, 
and one of them gave their life to Jesus. That one person's life is radically changed forever, just like yours and mine are. Jesus has done so much for my life. And that one person could have the same thing that Jesus has given me, because it's for everyone. But it's going to require us to stop being caught up in our fear. Now, this is easier said than done. Um, I have told the Lord no many times um, when he has asked me to do this and when I was supposed to talk to someone and pray for someone. And even last week, it was so funny because I, I knew I was preaching on this, and even last week the Lord gave me an example of my fear, but yet he also showed me that I can overcome it. So I was working at the fireworks stand on um, one of the nights, and I was, I was there most of the day. <laughs> and it was funny because towards the end of the night, it was me, Ray, and I think Tucker... Tucker showed up too, and, and I was about to do the overnight shift, and so I was like, oh man, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> uh, a, a family walks in, and it's a mom and a couple older teenagers, and this kid that's probably about 10 years old, and he's, he's on his walker, and he's just, he's moving fast. Like me and we were like, whoa, this kid's like zooming, but he, I think he had polio, and he couldn't move his feet at all, um, and it, it was just rolling around and through the whole thing, and as soon as he walked in, my heart just started racing, and I was like, oh no, Jesus, no. <laughs> I, I don't, that's it's so inconvenient right now. Like, I got, I got to check people out. I got stuff to do. Like, I'm at I'm work mode. Like, right? I'm work mode. I'm selling fireworks. This is not the time. And the Lord just kept putting And then I went through the process of, like, arguing with him. Like, no, no, no. That's, that's probably just me. And then there was even this other couple that walked in during while they walked in. They've been in there for a really long time. And, and they walked in. I was like, see, Jesus, there's other people that are in here. So I got to check them out. So there's no way I have time to do this. And the, I said, so I made this weird thing. I said, all right, Lord, well, if the people that came in like 10 minutes after this family leaves before them, which I'm like, there's no way, then I'll do it. Of course, I'm still like my fear, my heart's, I'm like, any way I can get out of it, I can. And nope, sure enough, they stayed around a really long time until the other family left. And they're the only family in there. And, and I just, my mom came up and checked out and I just said, can I pray for your son? She's like, yeah. And I went down, got on his level and asked Ray to come over with me. And I just, and my heart was racing. You know, I was like, my, my, I like, oh my goodness, like this is a scary, it's so scary. And I was like, Jesus, would you heal his legs, Lord? Would you do a miracle in his family's life, Lord? And I just started praying over the kid and their family. And at the end, this kid had the biggest grin on his face and just looked at me and looked at Ray and looked at his mom and just thought he was, it was the coolest thing in the world that someone would pray for him. And the mom was just like so thankful. And, and you know, I, I, don't, I didn't see a miraculous healing in that moment, but I still believe that the Lord is doing something. And I just overcame the fear. The fear that rises up in all of us when the Lord asks us to do something. I think I just walked through a process that's not unique to me. That's in all of us. That when God asks us to do something, our hearts just racing. We're like, oh, we can't do that. Like, making every excuse in the book. But I wanted you to know that we can overcome that. The Lord showed me this, this last week that we can overcome that. All of us in this room. And just like that song says, we are no longer a slave to fear. We are children of God. And let me tell you, the enemy, he wants to make you and me ineffective. He wants us to come to church on Sunday, praise Jesus, yet not reach outside these walls. He wants to make church a club for Christians only. He wants to embed fear of what, of, to think about what others might think of us, to render us frozen when, he, when the Lord asks us to reach out to others. And I don't know about you, but I'm saying not today, Satan. I'm saying today, I, I, I want to be a light for Christ. Lord, give me more opportunities. Give, show us how to reach people by your Holy Spirit. Because Jesus isn't just for myself. It's for the people around me and in my workplace and the people like just in my life. And I'm not going to let fear stop me. That's what the enemy wants. He wants to render me useless. But I'm not going to let him. But it's a choice. It's a walk. 
And the last thing that the Lord has shown me is to not be afraid of people's mess. Not be afraid of people's mess. And Paul understood this. 1 Corinthians 9, 22-23. Where he says, Where I, When I am with those who are weak, I share the weakness. For I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone. Doing something, I, doing everything, I can, I can save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Paul, here, he, he wants to bring as many people to Jesus as he could before he died. And that means in his life, I'm sure he met a lot of messy people, a lot of hurt people, a lot of people who are different than him, who are living the farthest life away from Jesus as possible. Yet Paul shared in their struggle. He shared in their weakness. He wasn't afraid of it. He found common ground. He walked with them. He shared Jesus, how Jesus changed his life. Yet sometimes we judge before we love. We can't look past their mess or their hurt. It's too much for us. Let's remember that it's not our job to judge. It's not our job to say, oh, they're just such sinners. They're, such a, they're so far away from Jesus. It's our job to share the light of Christ with them. And that means they're going to think completely different than you. But we must remember, those are the people that we should walk with. Those are the people that we should find common ground with. Those are the people we should share Jesus to when the Spirit leads. And we should share how God transformed our lives. And I'll share this last story and then we'll, we'll close. And there's a, there was a guy at um, Amazon when I worked. I worked at Amazon for a year and a half. And there's this coworker I worked with that was just, talked to me every day, just cuss, cuss, talk about really sexual things around me. And like think, think I was trying to laugh about it. And I'm like, oh, this is awkward. Like, I don't know how to. I, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this guy's awesome, but also not, like totally, totally different guy. And uh, I was a rescue at the time, so I was going to a van to van and try to, like, I, I would go to van, help people who are struggling really far behind in their route. And so I went up to this guy's van because he was really far behind, like, weirdly behind. And I, I came to him, and I was like, okay, oh, what's going on? Like, you're really far behind? He's like, yeah, like, and you just started talking to me about all the hard things in his life and all the, the struggles he's walking through and, and all and so a lot of it, I was just, in my head, in my flesh, was thinking, like, that's not nothing. That's nothing. Like, or, or just, like, and he was just cousin old, Like, everything was just, like, okay. But I was, in that moment, like, the Lord just broke my heart for his. And I just said, oh, man, like, I totally understand your sorrow. And I shared how I've kind of walked through that. And I said, hey, can I pray for you through that? And he's like, oh, I guess. Yeah, I don't, you didn't really know what to say. And so I just prayed for him and started praying for his, I walked him through his sorrows, I walked him through his hardships, and I just spoke Jesus over them. And he got done with that conversation. And this, I'm, I don't know if this guy's ever even went to a church in his life. He said, wow, like, thank you so much. Like, I know a lot of people who say they're Christian in life, and they have never prayed for me. They have never prayed for me. And that's what all of us need to do, is that we need to stop getting afraid of the people that are way different than messy, that think differently politically than us, that are all different in every single way from the way you think a Christian should walk. And we need to not be afraid of their mess. We need to walk with them in their mess. We need to walk with them through their struggle and their sorrow. We need to share Jesus to them. Can the worship team, can you, can you come on up? Now, for every story that I shared with you of the things I've done, I've done. Uh, there's a hundred more stories of the things I've messed up on. 
<laughs> uh, the things I've said no to the Lord, the things I knew I should have done and didn't do. Um, but the important part is I'm growing, I'm open, and I'm letting the Lord train me in how to be effective for the kingdom. And I hear a lot of people say, they say, oh, I'm not a good evangel. I'm not, I'm not good evangelism. I'm not good at evangelism. It's not my gift. God didn't give that to me. Well, guess what? It's not mine either. <laughs> if you did, you'd see everything I do blow up <laughs> uh, and people because that's what they do. But God, that's just because I'm not, that's not my gift or whatever you want to say, God still wants to use me to reach people in my life and in my workplace and around me. And I believe those three th- with those three things that God has shown me, that if we all start doing that, we can start to find ourselves sharing Jesus with other people around us. That if we are being led by the Spirit, and not just in the mornings when you're doing your Bible study or at church, but when you're busy, when you're at work, when it's inconvenient, let the Spirit lead you. Second, overcome fear. Don't let the enemy win. Don't let the enemy make us ineffective for the kingdom of God. He's very good at it, and we all just let it happen. Let's take a stand and say, today, not today. I'm going to live for Jesus. I'm going to listen to the Spirit. And my heart might be hoping a thousand miles a second, but I am going to walk and listen to the Lord. Because I know the people around me, they're ready. (laughs) The harvest is ready. It's, It's ripe. And the third one, don't be afraid of people's mess. Let's not judge. Let's love the lost. Let's walk with them. Because we are Christians. We are Christ followers. This isn't a two-hour thing on Sunday. It's a lifestyle. We are the church. Inside the walls and outside the walls. Jesus is calling us to the Great Commission. The question is, are you willing to say yes? Are we willing to take our eyes off of our own needs to see where God is showing us to help others? and to share Jesus with others. So here's what I want to leave you with before we pray. If you would all stand with me, if you can. I just want to say, I know this is on my notes, but I think the Lord has given me, that we have all, if if you've been a Christian for a while, if you've been in church for a while, you've heard enough sermons to be ready. You've heard enough preachers tell you about Jesus to be ready to share them. Because it's not by your power. It's by Jesus. It's by his Holy Spirit that's inside of you. You're ready. You're ready. There's not going to be a day when you're more ready. You're ready to do it. Go out and share Jesus in your words, in your actions, in your workplace, and the people around you. Because I even know there's people probably, even now that I was talking, there might even been people that you're like, oh my goodness, like I know I need to share Jesus with that person. And not a judgmental share Jesus, like, oh, well, you should stop doing that, you should stop doing that. But just share what God has done in your life and Jesus has done in your life, transformed you, not telling them what they're doing wrong, but to just share what Jesus has done in your life. There's maybe that person that, that this week you need to share with them. So let's say yes to Jesus in doing that, sharing him to others. But however, this isn't a one-week, one-person thing. <laughs> this isn't like, oh, well, I shared I a person. But are you open to let Jesus use you whenever he wants? Whenever he wants. Because he's always speaking. He always wants to use us. But we're in our, we're in our workplace. 
Let's practice showing Jesus. Because the world needs you and me. It needs you and me. We all see it. And we all have complained about it or thought about it or hinted at it that this world is messed up. But guess what? We have the answer. And a lot of them don't. And it's Jesus. Jesus is calling us to act out the Great Commission because when we act like Christians outside these walls, that's when we start to see revival. That's when we see the miracles. And that's where we see lives change forever. And the amazing news is, it's not by our own power, like I said, but it's by the power of the Spirit that's in you. It's empowering you to walk this out. So I just want to pray that over us all, that Jesus, I just pray for everyone in here, Lord, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, even me. Where there's been so many times where I've just been so caught up in my work, caught up in what I'm doing, that I haven't been open to what you want to do in the people's lives around me. Lord, use me. Lord, use us in this room. Empower us by your Spirit. Lord, help us be led by your Spirit, even when it's inconvenient. Lord, we're open. We're open to be used. We're open to be spoken to at any moment. Jesus, let us overcome fear. Help us overcome those fear in our hearts that we just that stop us from sharing you with others. Jesus, help us love those who are radically different than us. Let us not judge those, but let us love them so deeply. Those people in our workplaces, they need Jesus. Lord, would you just empower everyone in this room? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just, I just even say this now. I just thank you that we are free. I just thank you that we are alive in you. I just thank you that you are our Savior. You are our hope. You are the only answer to life. And Jesus, that we would bear that. That we would bear that so well, Jesus. That we would bear your hope for the people around us. We thank you for giving us a purpose to reach others around us. Would you walk with us? Would you walk with us, show us how to be better and better each day at doing this in our workplaces. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Braden.